Thousands of years ago, shadow ravaged the land. The people of the greater races, shepherded by the Celestials and the Fae, fought against the darkness in a war that seemed like it might not ever end. During the fighting, Hayrix, the dragon god of magic, was infected with the shadow that if left to fester, would ultimately consume him, turning him against his own side. Lanyer, king of the Fae, put the dragon god in stasis and hid him at the core of the world. Then he and his people made a great sacrifice, sealing the shadow away, but leaving the world as well. All was quiet, and time passed. The greater races lived their lives, empires and kingdoms rose and fell. Wars were fought, children were born, and history was forgotten. Our heroes, the Many Pennies, adventuring through the world, stumbled onto the plot of a dark wizard to reawaken the god that slept at Anmaneth's core that he might bathe the world in fire and allow it to be reborn from the ash. The wizard, Gorm Tintreach, held many secrets. First, that he was a blue dragon, one of the angels of the slumbering god of magic. Second was that this was not his home. He had traveled from another reality using his connection to divination magic. He finds near realities and attempts to awaken the fallen god, fleeing to the next if he fails. His task was never easy or quick, however, and each time he tried to prepare for his previous undoings, the plan only became more complex. The many pennies sought to undo this ritual by closing the ley lines of magic, removing the connection to the source of the energy Gorm needed for his plan. They would travel deep into these plains, seek a peace to bring back to ensure the magic could still be used to fight against Gorm, and close the connection forever. They did this for each of the eight schools of magic, but only once failed to collect a fragment of that power, closing the world off from any transmutation energy. Gorm, to his end, had sought alternatives. Objects of power so deeply steeped in their school of magic, they can act as foci for the ritual. The race is on for the many pennies to prepare themselves before Gorm strikes. Celestial beings, like Gorm, draw their power from the worship they receive from the greater races. And while the Celestial's job is to guide, they can also be influenced by those who worship them. To that end, the Many Pennies have sought some modicum of control by forging a blade to place in the hands of a High King, one who can speak for all of Numerita with a single voice and impose their will upon a creature of celestial blood. They have traveled to many kingdoms seeking to consolidate the power under a single king that they may have the support they need to empower the weapon. Their only hope now is that all the kingdoms fall in line and the weapon will be ready when Gorm makes his move or the world will be doomed. Deep in the core of the world, an ancient god stirs. The hour of reckoning is approaching. Far away in the astral plane, the space between spaces, the last remnant of darkness, a great shadow lord lets his tendrils of power seep into the world. In between, defeated Fae and bickering Celestials must turn to the only hope they have of protecting the world and stopping a second great war. The greater races, once shepherded by the others, now must rise to answer the call. And chief among them are the many pennies of Adventure Incorporated.
Okay, so I'm Genevera, and honestly, I find the restriction of keeping this summary under two minutes insulting since I have roughly 200 notebooks full of details about the past four years. So I guess I'll start at the beginning. We saved a town from a giant machine, and what seemed like a simple first adventure turned out to be the catalyst for something so much bigger. We discovered through rescuing Grimlock Ironshaper that Gorm Tintreach was building these machines to suck the energy from ley lines of magic in order to awaken the corrupted dragon god Herix and blow up the world. Gorm has kept jumping from other alternate universes each time he fails. Trust me, we tapped into his memories and I even had to kill us, the many pennies, as him, which I still get nightmares about. Anyway, Ironshaper made us incredible new weapons and we set about to close off the ley lines. We met so many people along the way. Most importantly, Clyde, obviously, because we're in love. Um, he's a king now. Not that it makes him better than me. I was a king for a while too. And, and his magic definitely isn't better or more perfect than mine, no matter what he says. But he's just, every time I think about him and how handsome he is, and I, I we also found like three basically dads of mine, which is nice since I killed my actual one. I mean, it wasn't my fault. He didn't tell me I was a sorcerer, and then it, it just happened. But anyway, I met his best friend, Adonan, who told me that my dad was trying to cleanse the black dragons of the corruption in their blood. So he put the blood of Varisalon's son, Islalom, into me, which is why I'm a sorcerer, and also kind of a black dragon, and cleansing that corruption is my weapon's purpose now, too. But Varisalon is dead now, too, and I'm working with Sithalum to gather all of the dragons together in a conclave to convince them to leave Herix and follow Lanier. It's probably gonna go terribly, but here's to trying. <laughs> Wish me luck. Keth was raised by the orcs, where he never quite fit into their brutal way of life. He much preferred preserving life and raising animals with his surrogate father, the gameskeeper. This is where Keth began his token animal skin quilted cloak that's not at all weird or gross. He finally was exiled from the clan by his brutal monster of a father for being more trouble than he was worth. Keth from there traveled throughout New Merida as a mercenary and bounty hunter, picking up odd jobs as he went. He preferred the cities and developed an appreciation for high fashion Though, he never went without his skin cloak, because, well, it goes with everything. On a seemingly unremarkable job, Keth was tricked by an Iorn priest, Dunglaris, into burning an enemy alive as well as his family. Keth was forever changed. He swore he'd get revenge and destroy Dunglaris, though it was rumored that this evil priest was invincible. After meeting the other many pennies and accepting contracts with Adventure Incorporated, Keth finally began to feel like he had a home, a family, and a purpose. Keth threw himself into the mission of stopping Gorm, vowing to destroy him even if this mission spanned other realities and other timelines. But along the way, he never forgot his hatred for his orc father or Dunglaris. With the help of various orc gods, Keth ended his father's reign of terror and ushered in the end of the War of the Orcs. Dunglaris, however, proved to be much more elusive and devious. He corrupted the goddess Iora and gathered more followers and strength. The many pennies literally bounced off of his defenses. He remains a problem Keth doesn't know how to solve. 
My name is Asher, and I'm a member of the Many Pennies. The Many Pennies were all given a weapon, each with a sacred purpose. My weapon's purpose was to purify my old tribe, a tribe I fled from after they were corrupted by dark magic and power and greed. We, the Many Pennies, face off against a dark, evil man named Gorm Tintreach, who's trying to reawaken an old god by pumping magic into him and hopefully when he wakes up, restarting or destroying the world. I, Asher, am the last of the Sylvan and one of the very few people who can actually close the ley lines and or help us return from the ley lines, the sources of magic in our world. Over the past four to five years, the many pennies have traveled to each of these ley lines causing a little bit of havoc along the way, like the time that I accidentally blew up an alternate reality, or the other time when I died and needed to be rescued from one of the ley lines of magic. But after four years, we finally got to my weapon's purpose as well. I finally returned to face off against what used to be my tribe and defeated my rival. I thought that would fix everything, but of course, it kind of left my tribe aimless, and not all of them really saw the point of what I was doing. But I purified those who needed to, and helped shoo off those who were evil. And now, as we conclude, or get close to the end of our campaign, I am helping the rest of my Many Penny teammates find their weapon's purpose, and fully power them up so that we can face off against Gorm Tintreach and defeat him once and for all. Dear Diary, Old Fonky here. Remember when we arrived at Adventure Incorporated out of circumstance? Klug hooked us up with a job to rescue some stolen lawn care equipment from a cave in Kien. In the cave, we found a giant stupid machine and some kidnapped people, including a dwarven blacksmith named Grimlock. Then... We met Horton, a guy who wears many hats, leading a thieving team in Emberfall. He'd eventually become the King of Thieves, thanks to us. I met the Shadow Lord, a big dark evil bad guy, with our friend Gillick. His tentacly horror still haunts me. Then we met this bozo Clyde who knew detect magic. Eventually, he became King of Carapath. Huh. My parents joined a cult. Turns out my mom was sick and the cult told my dad they could save her. It worked and they did. They also captured a bunch of townsfolk from Sale where I grew up. We rescued the townsfolk, but my dad was killed in an explosion. Now, my mom lives alone back home, trying to atone for the whole cult kidnapping thing. Anyway, I tried to sacrifice myself to the Shadow Lord to save Gillick. That's when I met Kaliesto, who, it turns out, isn't like the rest of the gods of Numerita and is something entirely separate. She wouldn't let me do it. She made me her champion instead. We closed a bunch of ley lines of magic, including one in Verena. This one was super important to me. See... The reason I became an adventurer was to get revenge on the Cardoza crime family. When we got to Verena, the head of the family was now king, so we killed him and made Genevera king. Oh, man. After exacting revenge, my sword, my swishy, the all-seeing blade, the unseen blade, started to talk to me. Whoa, I almost forgot. I, I met another god, Salius, in their library, with the keys and books and everything. We told jokes. I'm pretty sure they like me. Jeez. All this, and I didn't even mention alternate universes or planet travel or Hallie. Hilarion Kwisoth is probably the most badass driven woman of all time. Right now she hates me, but she honestly believes that stopping Gorm, no matter the cost, is the most important thing in the world. 
I don't want to let her down, but my main focus is protecting my family. Okay, Gibetto Funk and One Shoe Stumble Knuckle Timber Shivers out! <laughs>